Tonight on Rogue Padron. Rare and precious quell laughter. Bureaucratically approved party time. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. Nath can't resist a hero moment. <laughs> Kairos is still Kairos, but more. And a new Dorito just dropped. <laughs> I have not used the phrase just new Blake just dropped before. <laughs> Yeah, neither have I, so you're welcome. <laughs> the Dorito. Wow, I'm so like happy that we were all here to witness your first, Meg. I know. I don't have moment. many of those left in life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that makes me sound either ancient or just really boring. Rogue Padre, over the hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is our sixth year. <laughs> This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 9, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Welcome to Season 20, Mission 2, Episode 155 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we'll be continuing with uh, Alphabet Squadron Victory's Price, aka The Cost of Winning, Chapters 4 <laughs> through 6. But until then, here's, well, not until then, but before that, here's a reminder <laughs> of your host. Which until. will fill the time until then. <laughs> until yeah. next time. <laughs> This is signing off. <laughs> I just told you what to read. We're done here. Um, if oh, Danny, we have to say on this chapter. <laughs> I have so much to say about chapter five. If Danny, Rogue Six, was a type of sweater, they would be a cardigan because it's the most flattering sweater style, but also the geekiest. Uh, are you saying that I'm flattering? Yeah, that like you look, you, you, you go well with like all, all of the things. Also, Aww. they'd look great in a cardigan. Yeah. Danny, mm-hmm. do you have any cardigans? I'm I'm not a huge sweater person, to be honest. Um, I any like tight clothes, period. I just can't do you just because get, I you get overstimulated. Oh, I love the loose cardigans. The big, yeah, the big you, you'd look, you'd look really good in a baggy cardigan, like the Taylor Swift folklore. I am so excited for Rogue Pod Con redo. Shopping. Um, because I want you all to dress me. And that's on the record. Can you all dress me as well? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can we all help can each we, other out here? <laughs> can we each have a day where we dress Danny? Like one day I dress Danny. <laughs> one day Meg dresses Danny. I don't know if I want to sign up for that. I kind of like the idea that we we each get a day though. So like one day is just like we do everything to spoil like each each of us. So like Meg day is like we go to the aquarium oh. and then we all give Meg like oh. a foot massage and this then. Is so- watch like Cute. fast and furious movies and then the next day we have ash day and i don't know we like sing songs or something like what is ash we play D&D music stuff and... yeah play D&D. yeah yeah <laughs> what is ash day? 
Jesus. <laughs> we go, we go. I like, like, cry about Vision a lot. Yeah, we, 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 we play D and D and binge WandaVision is what yeah. we do on Ash Day. Yeah. But we got to dress up as Pokemon. Yeah. Um, oh, we could cosplay as each other for that person's day. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! This is, oh I man. cannot wait to we wear. We need to get this on the calendars. So a pair of jeans. A T-shirt, a novelty Star Wars T-shirt, <laughs> and a plaid button. <laughs> Y'all better get your asses vaccinated because now I want this. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to make. Oh, I'm really glad that I can make a very simple the national T-shirt because you just gotta I'm... draw a box. <laughs> I am gonna at some point have a band T-shirt for the front bottoms, and I will be ready. Oh my god. Yeah, any band T-shirt will do. Mm, probably not my band interest t-shirt uh, you're you yeah i take that back yeah <laughs> yeah i do but have a beatles t-shirt, don't show so up to works. heath day in like a cold play t-shirt <laughs> Nickel, nickelback <laughs> so for heath's day of the cod like it, it doesn't matter what we're doing but what heath gets to do the entire day is just like judge us harshly harshly <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be judging. We just that show him so our hard. we just show him our like Spotify most played. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> and you each get three hours <laughs> of I judgment. So. Oh, God. Heath, if you ever want to start another podcast, like Heath Heath judges your Spotify playlist would be a great like <laughs> podcast concept. Show you should all you have to do for this podcast is show up with your Spotify stats. And then you take I'll the take care of the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, Heath Rogue 3 <laughs> right, would sweaters. a crew neck sweatshirt and Heather Gray with just the name of like a school or something similar on it <laughs> in capital letters because it's classic, but can also be real douchey. <laughs> I'm sad I'm not wearing my crew neck gray vampire weekend I know. <laughs> sweatshirt right I now. I know you have like at least two that I've seen you wear. Yeah, I really do. They're Ash. comfy. They are. Ash, Rogue Nine would be a simple long sleeve shirt with a photo of their pets or family that someone like would give you for Christmas that they got printed at the mall uh, because they're very sweet, but also like the often just too seen by those around them. <laughs> you had to come for my fucking throat with that one. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets their turn. Not all in the same day. They just, but it, but it happens. Against. It does happen. Um, Sav Rogue Seven is any sw sweater as long as it's three to four times too big because she's just heckin' cute, but also sometimes you look and are like, hmm, because that is just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be sometimes you look and you go, where did Saf go? <laughs> it's also, also that. that. <laughs> oh, she's under I the table. Do Don't love... worry about it. <laughs> I do love a hugely oversized sweater. Oh, she's just climbing like... a tree for some reason. Right. Don't worry we, about it. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader. And I would be that like meme sweater where it's just the arms and the neck. Uh, because it looks <laughs> yes. super fucking stupid, but actually works great for a very specific need. <laughs> yeah. It does. You're right. Sometimes your arms are cold. Well, that's the thing, is that like I I I was thinking about that and like how I get warm pretty easily, but I still want to be like protected from the wind. So like if I have like a, like a tank top or a, a t-shirt on and then just the sweater over it, then I'm still like fully, like at least there's a layer between like me and the outside, but not too hot. 
because nothing i only have one layer on the torso yeah no i know what you mean and also yeah it's like it's like the same reason you wear like a puffer vest right it's like yeah it's yeah but you're like i just gotta keep my torso warm because uh ben gorillas said it on tv show once and i'm definitely as much of a mountain man as he is and it's just like no you're not (laughs) it's 50 (laughs) degrees outside i don't know what you're playing (laughs) you're going to the grocery store yeah you're gonna be okay yeah Okay, I'll stop now. <laughs> Speaking, I don't know how, I don't know how to segue into this. Speaking of going to the grocery store. Speaking of going to the grocery store, um, I've been thinking a lot about Snice Noodles this week. Oh, yeah. Why? Because <laughs> Abby said something about, like, the Star Wars soundtrack on Twitter, and I was like, oh, now I'm thinking about <laughs> Jedi Rocks, and now I'm thinking about Snice Noodles. Okay, but... <laughs> I did have a question yet, like two weeks ago about this. I, of course, was talking to dinner about this. But, like, I think Sice Noodles got like lip surgery because those are definitely not her, like, God. I know. I remember you saying this before. Just so, like, just because she meant zero. Meg has said this before. (laughs) It was on Twitter or something. I I definitely heard this before. (laughs) You definitely tweeted about it. I tweeted about it. Uh, it It was past your bedtime, Heath. Um, many things are including yeah. this podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> but it was because she met Zero the Hut, and uh, she just had the intense desire to kiss him but she didn't feel like she had the proper lips and so Zero actually paid for the injections for I her I don't like um, and all. so that they could smooch and be together I'm, I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request I um <laughs> This, okay, Elizabeth Swan. <laughs> this this don't uh, think I don't like, know about the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl reference. Meg well, wasn't I thought, asking I for maybe, permission from you. I thought you. maybe that would warm you up a little bit to the fact that I was disagreeing with you. Um, th- we This is the only example that we've ever seen of this particular species in Star Wars. And so the question really is, like, is there an evolutionary advantage to have lips like that? Or is the evolutionary advantage to have just like a snout that ends like what what are you picturing just like a circle sort of cylinder at the end yeah like 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 um more like I, an anteater or something like uh, that where it's sure. just kind of a suction tube yeah um, i guess really diet is an important question here because because if she's a macrophage then yeah definitely right. she would have like more of an anteater snout for getting the right bugs because out of like the cracks that's and things. like that's her mouth that's what we presume that she eats through right we're presuming that do we have, have we seen concrete and evidence that that is the orifice into which this the food is- goes I this is like... not where I wanted to go with this question, but it's infinitely more interesting than the question I had planned. <laughs> I mean, I feel... I don't like any of them. But, like, whatever... Right, I guess, how else would they... Would that species get nutrients, then? If it's not through the suit? I mean, she's hanging out in Jabba's palace, so it's certainly not photosynthesis. No. So, I mean... There's endless possibilities where Sice Noodles could get her power from. I mean, I think the other <laughs> evolutionary ex- explanation would be that it's kind of like as if it, she's, she's like a superhero. Yeah. Where does she, she get her she power? Just, she, dra- she drains she's a celebrity. The en- <laughs> she drains the energy from unworthy men. With uh, her lips. And there's plenty of them in Jabba's palace. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's kissing. <laughs> It's kind of like a succubus. Well, it is basically a succubus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just all she has to do is- She drains it from um, sucking face. 
Yeah. <gasps> like, oh, that's yeah. She has the lip. That's the evolutionary advantage of the lips. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Like, do they, they might, they might provide better suction and also the like, <laughs> the alluring i mean i was kind of, of thinking about like like the the birds of paradise that just have like these completely outrageous sort of physical features and mm. and the sexual selection basically favors like the most outrageous ones and so it just becomes more and more outrageous over time so right. maybe like originally the species did just have an anteater snout and then there was a mutation where one had like these lips and and mm. everyone wanted to reproduce everyone that one gaga like, for it yeah, yeah exactly and so it like becomes more exaggerated over time and maybe the rest of the species at size noodles time have even bigger lips sure maybe yeah she could be like for all we know she could be like and a washed up old the lady. reason she's in jabba's palace doing whatever is like she, she couldn't didn't work out she couldn't plan. cut it yeah she right cut it. that's why why she's not a, that's why you never see like others of her species like meg should i should i photoshop size I, noodles with bigger lips i was yeah. just gonna ask that meg worked. to draw it but i i've seen her to-do list so yeah heath you better take this one <laughs> slightly, slightly bigger, bigger lips, lips size noodles I, <laughs> danny i will get to it don't I worry know, i know you will <laughs> i just wanted to ask what song do you want to hear size noodles cover but this is way more interesting than that question so um i would also oh, like her one, to cover boys by lizzo uh, <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> do that music video like in size noodles's voice and then yes. but the music video is just like various shots of zero the hut in different poses <laughs> like big boys any bitty boys mississippi boy <laughs> zero the hut is both a big boy and an itty bitty boy mm, depending yeah. on who you ask yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh Meg, you should make a fan cam video. I gotta set <laughs> to boys, but it's zero, zero the hut. It's like noodles interjections. Oh, I think it's finally um, time for our sequel, Zero the Hut episode. I would like size noodles to cover "Dancing on My Own" by Robin. Mm. Oh, good choice. I have no idea. Actually, I have a perfect idea how to segue into this. <laughs> Speaking of size noodles, let's get to chapter four: love songs of the Kortakta Kortatka Riverlands. Yeah, that works. Songs, when in yeah. doubt on how to transition, just do it. Speaking of size noodles. I mean, that Alex was good gave it right sure to me with she love has, songs. She has covered the love songs of the Kortatka Riverlands at some point in her career. She, yeah. she Is that just like the Star Wars like, version of Moon River? For all yeah. we know, Lefty Neck <laughs> is a love song of the Kortatka Riverlands. She has one yeah, of we those don't know. albums where you they have the infomercial they used to have infomercials on late night tv and the song <laughs> titles would like scroll up and sh- it changed to like the different shots of her singing the different genre songs but they're all love songs yeah like snice noodles yeah. doing a cover of baby faces when can i see you again do uh, i need to do snice noodle like covers in snice noodles voice now please <laughs> Yeah, you you do the boys cover. Meg will make oh the the video. Make he puts the photoshops for Ash. it. And make it a bit. Make it a bit. Let's make I it would a bit. pay. I, love I would pay for a CD of like I would pay. I will digital download would, that. Yeah. Like yeah. I will. Well, I know what I'm doing are, this week. <laughs> that is worth money. Oh my god. For sure. Love it. Okay. Please continue, Sam. Let's see how far we get through if we start talking about size noodles. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Last time on Alphabet Squadron. Erica Quell is back with the Empire, but she's lied about her past to a commanding officer and seems different. Everyone is worried about Chestnut Chaddock. She's not punching people, she's not drinking, and she's not trying to go full martyr mode in battle. 
She has a little voice in her head now, and it sounds a lot like the cult leader of Children of the Empty Sun. Lettage, fungus lady. Nath Tencent is having a time with his old squadron not wanting to talk about anything. But when disaster strikes, he finally goes in search of Will Lark. Will Lark is struggling as a new commander. He tries to talk to Chess, but is drawn away by an open communication line. Kairos is talking more, but she is, as always, Kairos. Major disappointment, Soren Keys is still tormented by the messenger aboard his ship, the Yadiz. Thank you, Alex Freed. Thank you. The captain is not here. He's hopefully enjoying a spa day. Yeah. Yeah. That's not major disappointment, Soren Keys. It's colonel disappointment, Soren. <laughs> Shoot, I forgot he's colonel. Yeah, you're right. I need to change that. No, but it's funny because it's he's a major, major disappointment. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I thought. See, you now he's even more joke. of a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's quell time, baby. She is currently attempting to feel at ease aboard the hull of the Yadis, watching as mist rises to reveal lush jungle, yearning to take off her helmet and feel the breeze. She is unfortunately interrupted by Major Son of a Bitch Soren Keys, asking if she needs assistance. She is meant to be repairing a scanner, I think. It's unimportant. She was just out here to take a moment to rest, and now Keys has ruined it. He informs her that Squadron 3 is now on system, and they'll be jumping to light speed as soon as they're on board. General Sindula is on her way, and Quell pretends that she's never met the woman. Awkward. When he tells her- I've never heard her of her. I've never See, that doesn't work because she has her heard of her. her. And like, I don't know her. Okay, that's. <laughs> I don't know her. Thank that's you. Good. Way better. That's good. Um, I, I don't think that's gonna work out in her favor. No. Um, a thing not work out in Erica Quell's favor. Bold <laughs> predictions in this episode, Meg. But like, especially this. Like, this cannot continue. Yeah. Truly. It'll be fine. It's probably fine. Don't worry about it. It's probably fine. <laughs> Just imagine like Hera like seeing Quell and being like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, I have no idea who you are, ma'am. It's it <laughs> like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me, have you met her? Hera just goes full nope. mom mode. Like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> Excuse me, Get you're, back to your you're room. not part of this conversation, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see her give Sora a dress down so much. Oh, Yes. Oh, Quell, Quell, I'm he not mad. One. I'm just disappointed. Mm. He needs one because my general feelings about Soren, like especially Sorry, Colonel feelings. Especially, <laughs> yeah. That's a good joke, Sam. It was good. <laughs> Thank you. Um <laughs> is that like he I don't know. He's deluded himself into thinking he's made a good choice. Or he's, he's really been, all in on but helping his being people and it's not realized noble anything. or whatever. Yeah. And it just, uh, it, it makes me really upset because I've met a lot of people who are like, who have been like this with mm. things, not necessarily about combat, but like with other things of just like, Oh, you've lied to yourself for so long. <laughs> it's sad because he had so much potential to be a good now. person, as we saw no. with Devin. And he fucking ruined it. Just like he ruins everything, man. He ruins everything. Um, when Keys tells Quell that they dropped Buzz Droids to sabotage the pursuing rebels, Quell silently worries about the damage they might have caused to Hera's ship. Keys isn't keen to engage with Hera's fleet yet because it's not the right time, but that time will come. He helps her repair the scanner and they like have a ch chat and everything. Um, remember that Quell is actually a decent mechanic. She's, she is good at things. 
Pierce is, you know, helpful enough. He doesn't have a big ego about her telling him what to do. He asks if she's met the newcomers from Federvoy End, led by Major, I'm going to say this in multiple ways because I'm not sure, Njok, Njok, or just Jock with a silent N. <laughs> I couldn't decide which one was better. I think it's with a silent CK, actually. No. I think it's all of them. I think it's all of them. Nijo. Nijo. I think it's all of them. <laughs> it, it can be, it's Star Wars. It can be said multiple ways. Truly. Yeah, it's all of them, depending on who's saying it. Yeah, exactly. It depends on the accent and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Quell hasn't gone out of her way to meet any of them. Uh, why would she do that? He laughs at a joke she makes, and she's like, Soren Keith? La- laughing? What? <laughs> what? That's weird. <laughs> like, that's the moment when she's like, oops, yeah, I should be- re-betray the Empire and rejoin the Rebel Alliance. She's like, something's definitely this wrong is here. weird. <laughs> this is almost <laughs> as bad as Chasta Chattic not drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's wrong. Their relationship has changed, or rather, they have both changed a lot. They discuss philosophical questions about what will happen to the Empire, and by I say they discuss it, I mean Soren Keys is pushing her to talk about it with him. If the Empire had remained solid after Endor and hadn't fractured like it has, would they win? She doesn't want to talk about this, but Soren's like, come on, come on, give this to me. In reality, neither of them really think much would change. She remembers what he told her in the Cronus, that the Empire is not going to survive this. When she brings that up, he's like, I was building to something, Lieutenant. Don't deny me the pleasure of this leisurely stroll. And she laughs. A rare quote laugh. How precious. Everybody's laughing. What is this? I what don't is like happening? it. It's like- Laughing in my Alexander Freed book? Like, they're all just, <laughs> they don't know what to do. And so they just yeah. laugh. Her, her laughter is mostly just mood. like, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That could be like a pretty good subtitle for Rogue Padron, actually. They don't know what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> oh. Keyes has been wondering what Admiral Sloan and the other higher ups are actually planning. He doesn't really care about the plan, more what will happen to his people after it. The best case scenario is the Republic having to pull back a bit and the Empire having a small sliver of space in the Western Reaches, but not much else. She suggests that after that, they could go to Coruscant, which is still under Imperial control. He asks, what then would the Empire look like culturally? They've now caused two cinders, have done terrible things to survive. Are they going to honor the ideals of order and stability, merit and honor? Soren? Yes. They, they never did, my guy. <laughs> the pillars right. of honor and order and stability <laughs> and merit that therefore were a justification for two Operation Cinders. Yeah. Yep. Like, as much as y'all did before, yes. <laughs> yeah. She admits that no, not after everything, they can't return to a good empire. Heavy quote marks on that. Um, he actually agrees with her that they would become their worst selves and says, and you empire already so I are. <laughs> no, they can be worse. <laughs> that shit done sailed. <laughs> um, but he says, an empire so ideologically feeble is no longer worth preserving. Yeah, Meg, they could get worse. They could build a super weapon into a planet that takes out an entire system that no one's ever heard of. I hate Star Wars. Um, so, like, <laughs> I'm on chapter nine, and so I've seen a lot more conversations between uh, Quell and Soren, but every single conversation is just the meme of the frowning, the frowning 
girl in the red dress at a party and the dudes whisper in her ear and it's always just something really obnoxious <laughs> yeah like, that's exactly what it is it's that because quell is actually even making that face most of the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's always just whispering his aunt semi-anti like imperial definitely treasonous thoughts like yeah. and she's just like okay to everything (laughs) (laughs) sure buddy sure right sure but she points out that his people don't know whether win or lose they are all doomed he says i will do everything i can to save them let the empire fall but not its soldiers i will save them man the empire really got him with that brotherhood shit like did you know that if you're part of the brotherhood you're also part of the problem yeah like Like, even if even if like the empire falls like all you space racists are still out there doesn't make you not space racist yeah he's too far gone cool motive still space racist right yeah Yeah. he leaves her to take a minute to herself outside and here we get the real reason erica quell is back with the empire it's because they had better rations yeah, she just really liked the food. The cafeteria was much better stocked. Nutrient blocks. It pained her to admire Soren Keys when she had come such a long way to betray him to the New Republic. Yeah, baby, our girl's still here. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, this is what I this is what I'm I totally think. surprised I by this turn of events. I'm just, I had the same I'm reaction shocked. of yeah, baby, immediately followed by, but she's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, I was she's like, like so I was badly. like, yeah, baby, news was gonna happen. It cannot end well. Yeah. <laughs> Like already her squadron hates her and now they're like, there's no way that she's going to be able to justify this to them in a way that they're going to forgive her. (laughs) No, it's going to be bad times. Yeah, bad times on the Yiddies Express. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Bad times on the Yiddies. The Yiddies Express. (laughs) I don't know. She is fucking exhausted, though, obviously, and it's hard for her to not fall into the familiar old patterns of the 204th. This used to be her home, and the New Republic is starting to feel like a dream. But she realizes, nope, she still remembers her realization in Cerberon, that there's no place for her in the New Republic except being punished for her crimes, and her old squadron will probably never forgive her. Karen Adan had told her to move past her guilt and do what was right for the galaxy, so that's what she intends on doing. She doesn't fly anymore, just helps to keep the Adiz and its fighters in working order. Since it's an old-as-fuck mining freighter from Troy that kind of needs the help. I mean, I give Erica Quell a hard time for not demonstrating character growth, but the fact that in this book her entire purpose is defined by something that Karen Adon told her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a change. Yeah. Imagine, imagine book one change. Erica Quell like, being like, yes, I am inspired by this quote I heard from Karen Adon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, there yeah. is the growth in her actually not being dragged up, yeah. <laughs> dragged down yeah, by her guilt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's done like, some work and I she has. she's done some work. I'll Thanks give her some to all a, it took all it took was her therapist tower. dying in front of her after trying to kill her. I'm just I'm, bracing honestly, this is just me bracing myself for what's to come. <laughs> oh yeah, good luck. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, it's fine. Shadow Son has no mercy. <laughs> In the afternoons, Keys gets access to her, <laughs> gets her to assess and train new pilots. She does her work, and when Keys calls for her, she goes. She does her best to remain alone and not, like, get to know anybody. Um, many of the pilots she'd laughed with and befriended and kissed and bled with were dead. 
and thus did not request our company. So, you know, silver lining. Great. Um, That's also, such an Erica Quell silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Keeping herself away from the team is what she was doing before. Right. <laughs> okay, but she has good reason to do it now because yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to risk so does she and that's like kind of the sad part is that she genuinely thought that like she she can't get close to the team and this is how you don't get close to the team and it's like well i swear to god yeah like with alphabet she was too guilty to get close to them and now she's lost her guilt and that's why she's not getting close to these people girl yeah just you kind of just want to give her a hug and a punch in the face at the same time. <laughs> like, I think that's exactly how Hera feels. <laughs> that's how I feel about all of my friends. That's how Hera feels about most people. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel about all of my friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like I I, that's you, fair, actually. That's fair. But you're being I mean, really stupid about I mean, this thing. <laughs> fair enough. Wow. All right. Wow. I this, noted. This is going to be, we're going to find out in our three hour judgment period. For me. Yeah. You'll find out on Heath Day at RoguePodCon. <laughs> Ironically enough, Heath Day will also be Heath's last day as a member of Rogue Podron. <laughs> Pure coincidence. I don't remember how I decided I was going to say this name. I way, sorry. Way back. Well, just one more thought. I hope that I know Heath when he's on his deathbed because that's a show I'm not going to want to miss. <laughs> oh. All the team. Oh, that is oh. going to be a performance. <laughs> wow, yeah, it really is. Nothing left Like, you'll need a back. snorkel in that hospital room because of all the tea that's been spilled. <laughs> like, whew. I'm going to need people to Skype in so I can tell them things. I'm going to need... Right, because yeah. you're like, I have to say it to your face. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, very important. Time. I don't want to tell you this about this person. I want to tell that person about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how I said his name way back in the first Alphabet Squadron book, but Aegeus Rickton? I think we just called him Rickton. Yeah, I think so. Well, Aegeus or Aegeus, whatever. Rickton. Regigigus Rickton. (laughs) Yeah, Regigigus Rickton does basically whatever she asks of him. So she uses supervising him as an excuse not to hang out with anyone else. It'll be easier to betray them if she doesn't spend much time with them. Her scoured away tattoo of Alphabet Squadron is almost healed. And it feels to her like the Adis will eventually erase all of her scars. And she's scared that when the tattoo finally fades, so too will her time in Alphabet. She's got those all violent, self-harming, intrusive thoughts, which like, who among us? Definitely me. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Fra Raider, who Quell had been in low-key competition with back in the day, interrupts yes. Quell's shower, probably from outside the shower, uh, to tell her <laughs> to get to the ready room. <laughs> Squadron 5 is back. And it's time for a birthday party? This is she, so weird. This, this is scene so weird. is extremely uncomfortable. It's, it's no parties. Quell is no so parties. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, Quell can't escape this because it's grandma's birthday. Yes, they still celebrate it. I guess it's like a two or fourth ritual at this point. She wonders, had Shadowwing been so affectionate, so tactile before the Battle of Endor? Lieutenant Dorita hands out crowns of cracked tubing combined with sprigs of vegetation collected from Dibron 3 before its death. Dorita sounds exactly like her sister, which I was like, hang on, wait, hang on. Oh, that's right. The original Dorita died at Serperon. <laughs> but there's always another Dorito, apparently, who sounds exactly the same. And probably this is exactly the cool the ranch. The first one was nacho cheese. 
I feel like actually in the first book it might have mentioned that they were twins or something, but who the fuck remembers that? Since well, Rachel Rover, Gatcha, the twins are twins. This is a lesser known fact about Doritos. That's true. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Since yeah, Forever, like a cool the fire and ice sort of dynamic going on. Yeah, I like it. I like it. The yeah. the the red versus blue. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Since Forever, the Tour Fourth has basically been observing the feast of Lord Protector Jar Jarmanidath. Jamanidath, mm-hmm. an obscure holiday somehow approved by the Empire's Culture Ministry censors, which Shion, uh, Quell's old wingmate who died, had once speculated was an accident too embarrassing for them to fix. It's not like yep. actually for the feast, it's for grandma's birthday. Not that she ever knew they celebrated it. And they have a good time, I guess. Um, I'm really interested in learning more about Lord Protector Jarm. That's yeah, same. I would like a spin-off short story about Jarm. You heard you heard you heard me Star yep. Wars do it. A certain Marina. point of view, but it's just for Alphabet Squadron. Oh my god. If I don't if I didn't get to write a story for that, I would be so mad. <laughs> a certain point of view, but it's just 40 stories about the captain during the time of Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> on the asteroid. Like, and, yeah, you get a bunch Most of and them then are just... on the asteroid. <laughs> and then there's like the one by me, and you go to the asteroid and it's just the captain. Just the captain. <laughs> Mariva Grief finds Quell. Quell had shared a bunk with her in the days after Endor. I don't know if that's gay or if they just didn't have many bunks and they had to share. I think but, it's both. You know. Yeah, I think it's why not. Porque no los dos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quell congratulates her on becoming a pilot, which she'd always wanted to be. Uh, Quell keeps trying to leave the party, but people keep stopping her and dragging mm. her into shit. Also, a big mood. Yeah. You gotta, People. you gotta, you gotta master the art of the Danny Zoom goodbye, which is to just end the Zoom call without any warning whatsoever. That's usually how I do it at parties too. You know, back when we used to have those. Yeah. I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> I like my um, biggest pet peeve is spending thirty minutes just being like, "All right, I'm going now." Okay, great. Like, like let's let's talk next time. Yeah, what are you up to next week? Oh, you know, just doing work. Yeah, me too. Okay, great. We'll, we'll be in just, touch, right? Yeah, just, just yell- text me. Okay, cool. I always oh, yell, I'm leaving. Bye. Love yeah. you. And anyone who wants to hug me can hug me and then I'm gone. Yeah. But what if someone didn't hear that you were leaving? I yell very loud, Meg. Then You've heard me yell. Me send, me, send me a text. No. Like, thanks for coming. Have I have to time. make sure I've, I have like, okay. have to make sure Look, that there I are certain eye people... contact with everybody so they know There are I'm certain leaving. people I will make sure I've said goodbye to already. Okay. Meg's goodbye ritual is just to grab you by the shoulders and look directly into your <laughs> eyes for one minute straight, no words exchanged, and then just without then, a sound moves on to the next person. Yeah. This is they, good to me, honestly. Maybe I'll do that. They know what I'm trying to communicate. It's a yeah. very special moment. <laughs> yeah. People at the party are talking about the evil rebels trying to destroy Pandem Nye and the oh so brave Imperial swooping in to save the day. Quell pretends to be outraged by it, but she's like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce tells her that it'll be good when she's flying again, and she doesn't sleep that night. Mm. Mm. The next morning, as the unit comes under attack by ex-Imperials, uh, probably, Quell takes her chance. She crawls between a bulkhead and a cooling tower in the maze-like reactor level and finds an access panel. Here, she has built a array from scavenged parts. Remember, she's good at this shit. It doesn't have a screen, so she has to try and type every command perfectly. If she types it all perfectly, the ADs will hopefully fire a burst of coded data that will bounce around the relays until hopefully someone sends it on to the New Republic, assuming it was an accidental transmission. From there, hopefully, 
it'll be taken to whoever has replaced Adan, who will then hopefully be able to figure out where it's coming from and tell Hera, and then she'll continue her pursuit. There's a lot of ifs there. It's a very convoluted way for Quell to help No one told caught. Quell that Nath Tenzin is now in charge of intercepting intelligence, which means that <laughs> no, it's not even to go past it's that not, first it's not step. Her. It's, um, it's not him. It's Gravis. Gravis is in charge. Gravis oh, okay. is capable, at least. Gravis yeah. is capable. Nath is just liaison. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but you know Nath will be covering Gravis for like a 10-minute break or something when that transition comes yeah. in. He'll just be like, eh, whatever. Eh. <laughs> um, it seems to have been working, at least in part, because Hera is pursuing them. So she's done something right. She has accepted the price of Hera finding them and killing them all. She couldn't save Fedovoy End, but maybe she can stop the next planetary death. She spots a shadow and fires without thinking, then fires again intentionally. And whoops, she shot the messenger. Oops! That thing's dead. Uh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Wow, I'm so glad that thing's dead. I mean, it can it no longer just, haunt us, surely. Nothing it was else will lurking. come from lurking. Things that yeah. are lurking deserve to be shot. Yeah. Stop lurking. Stop spying on women, creep. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the first time he's done this. No, no. That is the messenger of the dark side. It's a perv. <laughs> I mean, it cracked open um, Keyes' door last time. Yeah. Just to yell. What did he yell? Defiance. Defiance. I was about to say disappointment, and I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> I mean, I can also hear the Emperor's message. Cracking open the door. Sword Keyes. <laughs> Just yelling disappointment <laughs> at Sword Keyes. <laughs> I would love that, honestly. I would love that, I too. take it back. I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 5, Night Vigils of the Polis Massa Religious Cast. Will Lark is climbing down a powerless turbo lift shaft, trying to reach the hangar. Before the attack came, he'd been helping Lord Toknel retrofit a bed to accommodate his six limbs. He reaches the top of a turbo lift, I think, I don't know, and drops through the hatch, like Anakin. (laughs) T5 is here! Will hugs it. He's glad to see Nath is alright, though he's super awkward about it. Meg, I assume you have stuff highlighted here. <laughs> I have this whole part highlighted. They yeah, go for so, it, go for it. They're just really, they're just really awkward. Um, because like, of course, first it's it's just T5 and Will hugging and bonding. And then it just gets so awkward from there. And they think everything's fine when they're talking to each other. And then it took him a moment before he remembered the distance between them. His smile faded. And it's like, what is this? What is this, Shadow Son? You wouldn't write Nath like this if you didn't ship what I shipped. So I just, ugh, I'm so upset. It's so good. I love this chapter. This chapter is very good. Will can't tell of his outrage Outreach means anything to Neth. It's all so confusing to him. <laughs> Neth has an idea, not quite a plan, and asks Will to come with them to field control. He wants to disable the emergency energy field so that the bridge can open the blast doors and sweep the buzz droids into space through the whole breaches. Will's like, is there a risk of people getting hurt? Because bless his soul, that's all he cares about. Of course. Um, but Neth says that the decision will be made by the bridge, not by them, and this is just giving them options. Will's like, lucky we found each other, and Neth's like, yeah. Lucky. It was definitely just luck. Absolutely luck. Definitely not, not me coming to find you. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Will follows Nath because he doesn't really know where they're going. They talk a little and Will admits that like they're all a mess, all of Alphabet Squadron. Nath knows Will and he knows that the boy isn't happy with his role as commander. And Will doesn't really want to talk about it because he doesn't want to admit the truth about his comm call. 
so Matt tells yes sorry um so that conversation started with just just this one paragraph kind of a mess these days huh nath asked his tone was more than easygoing it was gentle in italics in a way will barely recognized like come on what yeah, the fuck come is on that? come on what is that come on come on uh nath tells will that he saved Stormvane's ass will doesn't know what's missing and what nath wants from him and what nath wants him to say about that <laughs> over to chas she is pissed off that once again structural xenophobia means that the breath mask doesn't quite fit her so she has to hold it in place to breathe she's picking her way through the ship while she hears litish's litish whispers in her ears that she shouldn't be here maya halleck she's not wanted so she's having a fucking personal crisis during an actual crisis mm-hmm. so it's Vane. Yeah. yeah oh no Danny. <laughs> <laughs> For all of us. Yeah, but like Chas only had to go through one for like 20 minutes. (laughs) I feel like Chas has had more than one single 20 minute personal crisis in her life. Chas's, most of Chas's years have just been 2020s. I think think Chas had, was not in crisis for 20 minutes of her life. No. (laughs) It was those 20 minutes where she was drunk and laying on Erica Quell on the way back to. (laughs) That was the one time when it all felt right. Yeah, it really was. Interesting. (laughs) Hera doesn't know who's in control at the bridge. Wait, no, I missed a bit. Stormvane tells Hera over comms that the attack happened right after an unauthorized transmission was sent out. A spy? Or hopefully just a tracking device. Hera doesn't know who's in control of the bridge, uh, but she thinks that either the captain, not my my captain, or his executive officer, Nastine Arvad, would be capable in an emergency. But nope, it's Stormvane. Stormvane's in charge. She's like, damn it, I'm on my way. <laughs> she like feels actually comfortable here during a disaster where everything's just in chaos. She has, because like, you know, back in her rebel days, she has to remind herself not to assume that she will see the end of this war. From the darkness emerges Kairos with a destroyed droid at her feet. I am hunting, Kairos said in a tone of curious wonder, as if it were the first time she'd done such a thing and she was pleased with her accomplishments. He's basically just a cat. This is her third kill, apparently, but she's also like really hurt. Hera tries to jump, jumps to try and catch her when she stumbles, but Kairos recoils away from her touch. No touching. You don't want to be touched, Hera said. No. You don't want to be seen. No. Kairos paused, but it is done, which is a big fucking mood. Like, holy shit. I, I did felt that a lot. Kairos refuses to go to the medical center and take Bacta. Have Bacta put on her? Just Bacta. Hera promises Kairos that she will not touch her, but she will show her how to bind the wound well and help. Kairos actually says, I need your help. And Hera went to her friend. I love that line. Ugh, this entire scene is like one of it's my favorite really scenes good. in all these books. Yeah, yeah I was so just good. gonna say, this is definitely like peak Kairos content right here. This book, I gotta say, this book has some great Kairos content. I'm so glad. And this is I just like, the start. I'm so glad that people are getting what they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With all the sadness and tragedy that is the series. (laughs) Yeah. Carefully, they work out a system where Hera helps Kairos bind her wounds without touching her. The thought that she's spending too much time with one person when the priority should be the bridge happens. But there's someone in front of her who needs help, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, such a Hera thing right there. Someone in our Discord, I think, said that they felt like Freed read a Wikipedia description of Hera for books one and two, and then watched all of Rebels. Oh yeah, re- writing. Yeah, book it three. definitely <laughs> feels that way. 
Like not I to really say that Hera was poorly characterized in the first two, but just like it's so spot on in this book so far. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Freed maybe, I don't know, maybe was told that he had to put Hera in Alphabet Squadron. I think it's and- a case of like he wasn't really like lingering on her much because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like Danny said, it wasn't bad characterization or yeah, anything no. like that. They're just she just wasn't as prevalent in those two books, especially. Yeah, as, there wasn't as a reason to give her more. Like but she definitely had aspects of herself as this character. In yeah, this she had aspects of herself like when she was talking to Quell and stuff like that. So she was definitely there. She just wasn't like she seems to be much more of a main character in this book, mm-hmm. especially because in the last one she basically wasn't there because her fleet had to go do something else. Right. Yeah. Not that it's like a bad thing, or not like I'm saying like Freed yeah. is bad or anything like that, but I just kind of oh, yeah. got that impression. It was like, I don't think, like, Hera Her- didn't seem like uh, his favorite character or anything like that. And I imagine he might have been like told that he had to put her in the books or something like that. Yeah, that's very yeah, possible. Awesome. I don't know how the book things work, so. Yeah, I have no idea. Hera tells Kairos that she doesn't understand. Oh. We- hey, Saf, how did the book things work? <laughs> I don't know. I just told you. Yeah, but you're Alexander Freed. Stop trying to make me crack. It's not going to work. <laughs> I predict that we'll have cracked you by the end of the season. Yeah. No way. It's not going to happen. You will never talk to the real Freed. <laughs> no, we will. We already have these past six years. <laughs> Hera tells Kairos that she doesn't understand her, but she doesn't need to in order to respect who she is. Wow. That's a very hair. Wow. That's so good. I love this whole scene so much. What what a lesson maybe real people could apply to in real yeah, life. Maybe you should listen to that. Kairos says, for my people, blood is precious. Blood is self. Healing is rejuvenation, not restoration. Healing is rejuvenation is change. Kairos is trying to wipe up her blood on the floor. Hera helps without touching the blood herself until the corridor is clean. Oof. Kairos then explains that her old suit was a chrysalis. Adan had demanded the removal of it because he loved her, and Ito had cut her out of it because it loved her too, before she was ready and before she was rejuvenated. Her lips formed words without sound. Hera watched Kairos until the strange woman began trembling. You're what? Hera asked. Incomplete. Hera thanks her for telling her and promises not to tell anyone. And now we have a dramatic reading. Oh, which we don't even have to find. I do, I do love that. <laughs> Hera just gets people to open up to her because of her big mom energy. Yeah. You know, she's and just she really like that, does care. She's just like that. Yeah, because she really does care about everybody. And that's like part of that, the reason why that I love is that real. So much. That is real big mom energy. Yeah. I'm so glad that Kairos is getting someone like respecting her and caring about her. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And that's like, like the thing that's so great about Hera. It's like Hera cares about people and does her best to kind of like understand where they're coming from even if she doesn't understand them like she was in love with a guy who she didn't really understand really anything about him mm-hmm. from the jedi we've side, all been there <laughs> yeah who among us yeah but no, her work yeah her doesn't get like jedi stuff right yeah like, she doesn't yeah but, but she's still, she's still respected she's, it yeah she's still there to be like i know this is really important to you and i know that like i know you you need to go train that kid because <laughs> mm-hmm. like i know what this means to you so yeah i really like that yeah. i love harris so much harris so great okay who was will was it meg that was yeah, will. it was meg who was nath was it me it was ash wasn't it was it? ash was it me right. it was yeah. Ash. okay yeah because the, the i was like between captain and uh you yeah. can be t5 yeah. if you want Seth. i want to be t5 <laughs> yes okay who's narrating danny sure cool keith can you do background music uh yeah what what vibe are we going for 
I mean, this is a love story. This yeah, is going to be sax, story. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you find me a good sax track while we're recording this? All right. All right. <laughs> I think you were asking Heath to just be music. <laughs> just music. I mean, I was originally, but. <laughs> yeah. Thought that was a bit much. This will be a bit easier. We, 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 it's been a while since we've had like a legit sax background dramatic reading. So like we got to take right, full advantage. Right. We got to yeah, lean into yeah. this, you know. ST vibes beeping trailed off. Nath's expression shifted from workmanlike interest to grim acceptance, and he turned to the blast door without a word. What's back there? Will asked. Breach field override controls, just like we came for. Nath said. Ask me what's not back there. What's not back there? Oxygen. Looks like one of the sabotage droids triggered an escape pod. Must have kept the port from sealing after. Will touched the metal of the blast door. It was absurd to think the surface felt icy, but he feared his fingertips would stick when he pulled them away. All right, he said. How far inside do we have to go? Any breath masks nearby? Nath shook his head. Droid already checked. Nearest supply kit's nowhere close in this maze. It had taken them the better part of an hour to weave through the ship, avoiding fires and breaches and scuttling sabotage droids. Once... Will had heard screams behind a barricade. They hadn't managed to shift it, and they hadn't spoken much since then. Control room itself isn't more than 15 meters away, Nath went on. But we're going to have a hell of a time getting there. How long can a human body survive in vacuum? Will asked. T5 squawked. (laughs) Nath muttered. You're full of useless information. Then shrugged at Will. We open the door, we'll get a minute or two of airflow before this section is fully vented. That might give a body insulation. It also means fighting a gale while working the machinery. After that, not long. Will tried to decipher the crease in Nat's brow. All right, tell me exactly what I need to do. You're not going anywhere. You're in command, not the one who should risk himself. It took longer than it should have for Will to understand. It's all right, Will said. He was surprised, but he tried not to show it and smiled thinly. I'm not commanding anyone right now, and I can do it. Your skinny butt will be blown out of the ship ten seconds in. Nath shook his head, rapped on the blast door, and then refocused on Will, who was looking, confusedly, at his rear end. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm twice your weight, I'm stronger, and I know the equipment better. It's an easy call, brother, and you know it. Will opened his mouth, wanting to speak, but instead he just moved his mouth in the direction of Nat's mouth, and their mouths touched, and then their tongues touched, and then their saliva was exchanged. Yes. Ahem. Will opened his mouth, wanting to speak, but unsure what to say or the cost of delaying further. How many people he knew had already burned to death, or suffocated, or... We don't even know if this will work, he said. How far to get suits and breath masks, or maybe... Nat laughed an unkind laugh. (laughs) Maybe what? One of us has to go through there. You're not qualified, and T5's a junk a junk heap. This conversation is just killing time. Will had to force himself not to ask. What are you doing, Nath? He knew Nath could be brave. He didn't doubt that. But the ex-pirate had never been a man to endanger himself when there were alternatives. Had Will shamed him? Was it a role he was playing, like when he'd received his medal on Troyth and basked in the glory? Was he trying to impress Will? What are you doing? We can find an alternative, Will said. Find it fast, then, Nath said. 
Hold tight to one of those pipes, one that won't rip out of the wall. T5 will open up the door, then close it once I'm through. That'll cut down on the wind force, and I'll have a few seconds to make it to the controls and back. Will looked at T5 as if expecting the droid to join his protests. The droid did not. <laughs> Nath had already turned away, tugging at pipes and conduits to test their strength. All right. Will said. All right. Nath only grunted. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh. <laughs> I really just want to put that in there because he said a skinny butt. He did. And Will was like, is Nath trying to impress me? Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. yes. And Nath yes. is absolutely trying to impress you. <laughs> like, canonically, he is trying to impress Will. Yeah. This is all for you, Will. <laughs> Nath goes through and all Will and T5 can do now is wait. Will can't stop thinking that Nath is dead. <laughs> but no, Nath is fine. Or he's like, Alive, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Will pulls Nath fine, the open fine. Door <laughs> fine is always subjective when it comes to this squadron. Yeah, especially yeah. he's he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's he's alive. Let's just say that he's alive. Will pulls Nath through the open blast door, and T five closes the door. They have some lying on the floor time, which everyone needs, honestly. And T five oh. updates them on the situation. Yes. Sorry, it's just when he pulled him out. When he hit the deck, the wind had stopped. Nath lay on top of him, a crushing weight that was nothing compared with the pain of moments earlier. You did it, Will whispered. And I'm just like, ugh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Shadow-san. T5 updates him on the situation. Hera has taken command and the droids have been flushed from the ship with little teams gone around to shoot any extras. Nath asks if they're good and Will says they're good. And Meg, I know you got this. That's okay. You don't? What? I just said that. Oh, that no, part. No, no. That part. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Nath caught him by the forearm, and Will couldn't say which one of them pulled into the pulled the other into a quick, fierce embrace. Ugh. No, this is just your yep. fan fiction. It is. <laughs> That's why I'm saying Shadow Song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the Kairos content I want. Meg is getting the Nath of Will content. We got some great hair content for yeah. Ash. Like... It's going good. It's really a win-win situation. What do you need out of this book? I mean, we've really I mean, stopped the this Chattics book. I mean, to so... not join a cult. I don't know if you're going to get that, <laughs> I honestly. Don't... We'll see where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Will doesn't actually feel like everything's actually all good between them. Sad face. He's worried that Nath doesn't care about the good of everyone, just him. And you might be right. Yes, he, he remembers... <laughs> he remembers his talk with Elder Zephyr of Polinius, who he talked to over the comm after seeing Chess in the hangar. He wants to return home so bad, but his people here need him. But when this mission is over, whether or not the war isn't, Will's going home. Will is the last of the 120 to return. Whether or not Chess is wanted, she is certainly not needed. Her efforts hadn't helped during the emergency at all. So she makes her way to the hangar, probably to like hide in her viewing. Um, and here's Letitia's voice, except the voice isn't in her head. A bunch of mechanics have found her tapes and are listening and laughing at them. And they're making fun of her trinkets too, which is a bit much. The mechanics claim that like a lot of damage happened during the fight and that they were cleaning up the hangar and looking for music and they found her box of tapes. Chess leaps at them and fucking goes feral. She thinks, I almost died trying to save you all and you didn't even bother to look for me. Ragnall yells at them to break it up, but she doesn't stop fighting because she's Chess and a Chaddock. In her head, she hears Letitia's voice tell her, Maya Halleck, you may as well come home. No. Yeah, like the 
the crew fucked up bad. They fucked yeah. up real bad there. Yeah. Chapter six. Is she then algorithm? I mean, Chestnut Shattuck usually is in the spot, but especially right now, she is definitely the top of my who I'm most concerned about in the squad yeah. right now list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, like, and and I think Erica was at the top after last week, but but Chas has definitely moved into that first position right. after these Chess couple of chapters. Absolutely there. <sighs> yeah. Chapter six: The Seven Algorithmic Etudes of Vados. Which I love the sound of that. I want to hear Sounds those bumping algorithmic <laughs> etudes. Ugh. God, I want that. Someone should compose like a soundtrack of these songs. Yeah, someone should do that. <laughs> someone I wasn't should do that. <laughs> it's almost like I I started saying that and then partway through that I was like, oh shit, Ash is on here. I don't want to be pushing that onto you. I just think it would be a cool concept. You weren't subtweeting just now. Do I know anybody who could do that? I wasn't. I wasn't. Are and there any like, composers on this podcast? <laughs> Ash, I'm gonna. Hmm. I, I hear all this, and I really am gonna need you to prioritize the Size Noodles cover <laughs> album. Yeah, yeah, I agree. One, You're gonna prioritize one hundred percent. Yeah, you will get for money the, for that. <laughs> I think for the algorithmic etudes, I'm gonna have to find someone who does algorithmic music. Which, yeah. Now that I say, it, I know a lot of people who actually do that. So, well, hmm. la ti da. Look, I work in game dev. Okay, it's a thing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> What's the algorithmic way to say la ti da? I don't know. Ask the algorithm. La 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 ti da da. I mean, it depends on how you teach it. <laughs> I don't like this conversation at all. Meg we'll find like out the don't. <laughs> Quell has shown Keys the dead messenger and explained that she was trying to patch a reactor subsystem when she heard a plasma conduit burst and turned to see the thing dead. He has no idea if she's lying or not. And does it really matter at this point, honestly? Probably not. I mean, I don't see why she couldn't have had the same story, but also that she accidentally shot it. Like, it was creeping, and it was her fight-or-flight instinct to turn around and shoot it. I think that she thinks that that could make him at least question her motives. I mean, he... At least this way, she's not even involved in what happened. Yeah, I I just think... I don't know. It would just seem to me like he would be able to recognize what it looks like when it got hit with a blaster. To be fair, if it was a plasma blaster and it hit it, could have a similar burn pattern. Okay. I don't know. He wants to operate on the thing, so she's helping him do that. And they're doing it ostensibly to see if they can repair it. I don't think that's what either of them actually want. The droid's design is completely unlike anything he's seen before, and Quell has no idea how it works either. Yeah, this whole sequence is just them both being like, well, I guess we could repair it. But why don't you, why don't you go ahead and re- repair it? Well, yeah. I don't know if I can't. Well, I, I don't know if I can. Maybe you should try it. Well, I don't know. I just, well, oh, I guess we just can't repair it, right? Like, okay. <laughs> I'll just rip to this fair, part out right here. I do think the droid is also a very strange design, which is very interesting to me. And I want to know you... more about that. Yeah. I don't know. Keep going. I mean, I can go on more about how I want to learn about the droid. I'm not going to do that, though. Um, <laughs> they remove the faceplate to try and get access to its memory circuits. Can I read this? I need to stop putting my phone far away from me, knowing that there are going to be things that I read. Like, I honestly thought that this robot was going to have human organs inside of it. Mm. Honestly, same. I really thought it was going to have some organs. You and me both. There was something taboo about disintegrating the magnetic clasps around the faceplate. The messenger was not the emperor, but they were defiling a being that carried the emperor's spirit. Soren thought of the people of Navosh Hull, whom he'd read about as a child. 
He'd been told their burial rituals were meant to protect the living from the unkind dead. Archaeologists had discovered corpses and shrouds seven layers thick, each sheet a cloth painted with warnings to proceed no further. One message translated as, there is nothing of value here. There are no answers. There is only contamination of the soul. Oh boy. Which is sick as hell. Contamination and I'm like, of the soul. I'm kind of like, were you digging up uh, irradiated people? Because it's kind of what it sounds like. Yes. I wouldn't. It sounds like something a pastor would say to be overdramatic. It's like you've got contamination of the soul. I'm right. It does it down. also sound I'm like what people something. what people say, like what all of the like kind of decisions around what to write on mm. things that will be irradiated like nuclear stuff for a long time. And it's usually shit like that. It's like maybe you make it folkloric so people are anxious about it. Like this kind of sounds like that. I really enjoy that. <laughs> it's really cool. I love this. At the stump of the messenger's neck, they find an obsidian cylinder, and Quell suggests that it might contain might be the housing that contains its memory circuits. He asks her if she's ever wondered how the messenger chose them for Cinder. The Empire must have had a list of the soldiers who would obey. But when was it updated? Where was it kept? And were there backups for if things went wrong? This messenger decided who would carry our Cinder. But how? He tells her that he's just curious. Just just simple curiosity. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. Uh, but in reality, he knows there's something important behind all of this. He tells her to tell nobody about it, and they'll continue the dissection together in shifts. Quell is feeling nihilistic, as always, as she helps Richton disassemble faulty proton, proton torpedoes. He asks if she knows the next target, and he's heard it might be Figzwa, whose natives are little critters. She wants to ask him if it would bother him to kill billions of non-humans, but decides she doesn't want to know the answer. Yikes. Yikes. He assumes that Quell knows things because she's tight with Keys, who isn't generally a talkative guy. He knows Keys can keep a secret because he's got a little experience with it. He tells her that he crossed paths with Soren, then Devon, before, and he helped put him on a better path. And then the rebels came for Richtum because he'd worked with Imperials and he ended up drifting until Soren found him and took him in. Quell says Soren's a good man, which is like, eh. Richton says he's a hero, which is even more. Ah. Yeah, a little worrisome. We're all just using words to describe Soren Keys at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He asks her if she's ever going to fly again, and she gives him a big shrug. Grand Moff Rand with a double D. Oh, God. <laughs> updates Keys on the recruits from Fedovoy End, who've now arrived at Jakku. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh at what I wrote. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Soren asks about Sloane who has kind of like disappeared recently and Rand with a double D is like we don't talk about Sloane that's just <laughs> it's so shady it's so shady what did she do let's what be did... clear this oh, wait, is happening this around is the same time as um what is it Empire's book after, after yeah, yeah. Is it this is... Oh, I forget that this is before it's the middle Jakku. one it's the middle book yeah uh uh life debt yeah, See, it's happening at the same time as the Aftermath trilogy, which is inessential except to know that Sloane has doubted what is happening here. She has gone to Coruscant to find out the truth, and then she falls into New Republic control. Yeah. yeah Sloane's on the outs with the Empire at this point. Yeah, Sloane's, Sloane's all laid out because she's like, I don't trust what's happening here. This seems bad. It is bad, Sloane. It is bad. You're she right. She made a good decision. <laughs> yeah. So that's where Sloane is. No, but uh, I still have only read the first aftermath. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I'm updating you on this. So Thank you actually you. know what she is. That actually does help. Yeah. Uh, Cinder's next target is Chidawa. He tells the squadron commanders that the Imperial fleet grows stronger 
every day, which is a lie, of course. They're having their meeting inside the deactivated refrigeration unit, which smells like <laughs> meat and mildew. There's a big sad face under that one. The commanders now are Bruch, I wrote that wrong, Bruch, Fish, <laughs> Captain Arminoth, Starja, and Wisp, I guess, is there too. What are these names? <laughs> I love them so <laughs> I love it when Freed gives me an opportunity to say a bunch of names. Freed used up all the top names that the generator made, and so now he's sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> no, Captain, Captain no, Arminoth is very cool. This has very big, like crap i didn't prepare for my DD session i don't have a name for this npc go to fantasy name generators.com like kind of look i cannot judge i cannot judge free at all because one of the names for my main characters in space jumpers is jumpy who jumps he jumps his name is it's like it's space jumpers that's kind of a very <laughs> and he's also thing to do there, kind of you know? a jumpy person so yeah i can't judge anyone what did you call your nephew again i didn't call him anything i mean i didn't name him but i call him kiddo you used to call him Neff. Oh, I thought you called him Neff. I used to call him Neff. I used to call him Neff. Now I just call him Kiddo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, he has graduated. Okay. To, to be fair, I call him my Neff, and then I call him Kiddo to his face. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. I also call my sister sister. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Starjo points out tension between the pilots and the crew, and Fish says, <laughs> "Fish says, is, is that just how I say fish to you all?" Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't sound that any different exactly than two words. exactly how you say fish. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Fish. No, that doesn't really sound like I'm no, saying it like an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not any better. Wait, how would... Okay, why don't you say it? Fish. Fish. Wait, are that's we saying... Not... No, fish no. or fesh? Wait. Fish and fesh. Fish. Fesh. 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 No, Seth, he's like about to say fascist. Fuck, I don't know how to do this. You want to say the, the beginning American... of the word fascist. <laughs> I mean, uh, sh- sh- they are with the empire, so you can just call them fash. Yeah. Look, look, look. The American E eludes me. I do not understand <laughs> it. <laughs> don't you mean that the American E eludes you? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it would be Ludzy, wouldn't it? Ludz. <laughs> <laughs> the American ah. E loves me. <laughs> fish says they have a discipline problem. You're just saying Bruch, fish. I know. Yeah. I've I've accepted it at this point. Yeah. I've accepted it. Now I'm Bruch just says, a fish, so that's great. Yeah, he's he's just a big fish. Um, Bruce says that you could take a hunting dog out of the woods, but once it gets a sniff of its original quarry, it'll whine at the fence for days. So I guess hunting dogs are canon in Star Wars. So that's yeah, like a I little like, bit too. That's a very real metaphor from Earth. Yeah, I was like, Bruce hang on, is, is Bruce from Earth? Bruce, are you a human? <laughs> I mean, are you an Earth human? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder how you suck. Greetings, are you an Earth human by chance? <laughs> I am definitely or are you also a fish? an Earth human. <laughs> I mean, it we is don't I, know an Earth human. <laughs> yeah. The squadron, what he means here is that the squadron really wants to go after Hera because they got a bone to pick with her, just like a dog. Um, Soren, <laughs> they've got a steak. To- I feel like the entire... Like the empire, entire empire, point, yeah. Harrison Dula in particular. <laughs> yeah, she's really uh, Harrison Dula is the Alexandra Ocasio Cortez of the galaxy far, far <laughs> away. 
<laughs> like she's not actually in the position of power, but they are all just hyper fixated on taking I mean, her down. To be fair, Hera is in a big position of power, so you're a little bit off there. It's still yeah, but there's like yeah. I would there's like a probably a couple meanwhile, hundred generals Hera's in the New Republic, like, right? Meanwhile, Hera's just like I just want to fly my ship, but they keep yes, but Hera is the one that's close with Mon Mothma and Akbar, so yeah, okay. she's up there. Um, she was also one of the original like leaders of the rebellion, really. Um, Soren tells them. T- Soren also wants to go after them, obviously, but he's he's being chill. Um, Soren tells them to make sure that all the new recruits under Stasia, who's actually never met uh, Alphabet Squadron, to be fully briefed on Hera and Alphabet Squadron. They they still think that the X-wing pilot of Ab Squad went down at Pandem Night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. That's what happened. Absolutely. Um, he doesn't intend on direct engagement, but if Hera's forces catch up with them, well, you know, they want to be prepared. They'll be ready for a fight. Mm. As everyone leaves the meeting, Soren thinks about Palau Cedia, whom he'd chosen as his wingmate at Cerberon and lost on Katadra. He feels bad about that, and he really, really wants to take the fight to Sindula as well. But his people's survival is more important to him. And with that, we are done with these chapters. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that sentence. And nope. with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. <laughs> yeah, I said, and that, and I was like, that's not the right sentence. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not your job, Seth. <laughs> Look, the chapters are done. There wasn't a good finishing line for me to give here, and I'm sorry. And no, we're done. no. Of survival being important, should we do some listener questions? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Uh, last week we asked, what are the Imperials complaining about the New Republic canceling this week? Okay, I have an answer to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, someone in like the New Republic on Twitter or whatever made like an offhand comment about like blowing up Coruscant in like retaliation for Naboo, right? And then the Empire, the Imperials were like, holy shit, they're canceling planets. <laughs> they're canceling. And now they're all like yelling about how any planet that has a single Imperial <laughs> on it will be canceled. Listen, they were going around canceling a bunch of planets. Okay, so it does work. <laughs> yeah, it does work. It does work. <laughs> yeah. I think they just get mad at Harris and Dula for existing. They you just know, canceling she, she, everything. She breathed and then yeah. canceled. Yeah, yeah. Any word she says, they're like, "It's canceled now." She's trying to cancel it. She's yeah. censoring us. Right. Yeah, that's Harris and Dula censoring things, definitely from the planet. Um, my answer is that the Imperials were complaining about the the New Republic canceling like Puffer Pig. Um, as like a food rather than like a, f- a friend um, because they're all like new age space vegans now or whatever like <laughs> ruining puffer pig meat for the rest of us um, so when Luke Skywalker was was doing his uh, pilgrimage throughout the galaxy like gathering old Jedi texts and things um, at the Jedi temple in Coruscant he found some old uh, transcripts from a uh, Jedi council meeting in which Qui-Gon Jinn said some things that, frankly, could be just interpreted as as racism. <laughs> and so the New Republic was like, all right, yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn is officially canceled. And ever since, the Empire has been like, Qui-Gon Jinn was a great Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's... Danny, I'm giving you my listening body already. That's really good. <laughs> Who is this answer? Who could it possibly be about? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I was going to say Yoda for like similar reasons. Like, yeah. you know, at some point Yoda's shittiness towards Seattle was going to get unearthed and that's, it's just not going to fly. 
I mean, like the the Imperials aren't accusing the New Republic of anything. The New Republic's actually canceling them. Yeah, the New Republic is like, hey, Yoda did, did a shitty thing, and then the Empire's like, oh my God, they're even canceling their own Yoda. Can you believe it? Yeah, and now Yoda's a paragon of the Empire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yoda shows up on Fox News. Um, I mean. <laughs> Yoda they they find another puppet that looks like Yoda. Tucker, Tucker Carlson is interviewing a hologram of Yoda. <laughs> Yoda is the Tucker, Mr. Potato Head of the Empire. Tucker, oh my Tucker's God. interviewing Force Ghost Yoda. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's too real. Wink. Um, about all that. Uh, we all answered. Yes. Uh, Jay said. Imperials would definitely get mad if Ray went on an interview and implied that her grandfather was racist. (laughs) (laughs) She would never discriminate against anyone. The rebels are the real racists, they would say. Wait, people do actually say that. Everything is terrible. Also, you know, Soren Keys definitely spends his time on space Twitter furiously adding anyone who says Operation Cinder is genocide because cancel culture is the real genocide. Um, well done jay do you think Damn. do you think sword keys name searches oh yeah he absolutely 100 he name searches for anyone in a squadron yeah anyone the 204th and he's like enemy list <laughs> soren keys uses tweet deck and has like 20 columns <laughs> yeah i was literally search about terms say open that. at all times Honnellberg said the Imperials are mad about the New Republic tearing down statues of Vader and Palpatine. Yeah. Now yep. it's time for them to come down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they yeah. gotta go. They're Dylan tra- said the Imperials are mad because the New Republic won't replace Mon Mothma as Chancellor with Dave Filoni. Oh, God. <laughs> Supreme <laughs> Chancellor oh, Dave Filoni. Wow. I am firmly still rooting for the New Republic. <laughs> that is such a mon moth is who you're choosing when trapper wolf is right here <laughs> no trapper trapper wolf is a coward and i refuse liam said this week the imperials are canceling the republic for destroying an institution that has existed for over 20 years oh 20 years. <laughs> the empire is very short-lived <laughs> i love that i love that answer so much <laughs> Yubsy said the New Republic is trying to cancel family bonding by banning the sacred imperial tradition of preschoolers working in mines with their parents. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> X-Wings in History said, so Star Wars Squadrons ends with Hera yeeting the prototype Skyhawk into an unstable moon to blow up an imperial fleet in the ensuing explosion. And Soren Keys is definitely going to try to cancel hair and use this as proof that the republic is just as bad as the empire being that the final imperial mission is flying a tie into a home in the starhawk to blow up its reactor core this is also a little bit what the game is playing at which i do not like oh no both Yikes. sides <laughs> Yikes. Both, both sides are bad <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, star, I will say- star wars did that no <laughs> yeah i i will say uh the uh that bit in squadron is a little bit yikesy to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds like it sounds not great uh tom the fanboy said the colonized invaded or natively destroyed environment renewal operation is designed to provide planets with a clean slate after generations of colonization and oppression the naive republic balks at the sacrifices required to heal these worlds and would rather just talk. Ugh. 
I think know. it's important to acknowledge that the acronym does spell Cinder. Yes. Oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's pretty it good. Sure does. Oh, that's oh. really good. I didn't even realize. <laughs> oh, no. I, I feel very proud of myself because for once I actually caught on to what Tom the fanboy was getting at with his <laughs> listener <laughs> answer. So it's that's a, a really day. good answer. It's <laughs> a good answer when you point oh, that out. No. And it fit to one tweet. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Tom. I don't think it did. Oh, <laughs> just mixed two tweets. No, I, I, I think this one did actually. Oh, um, okay. And finally, Bentham's icon said, "The rabbles are trying to cancel the brave men and women of the Imperial forces. They conveniently forget when the Empire stopped the separatists, the syndicates, and the scum from canceling order and justice." Hashtag support our troopers. Hashtag peace moon. Hashtag Shivanon. Shivanon is the worst. Shivanon is really good. No. Shivanon. I am. I am ups. I am like, is that real? Do I have another thing it's, I have to block? It's probably real. It probably is real. Oh no. And if not, someone is currently making that Twitter account as they listen to this episode. Yeah. Some oh, yeah, some absolutely. fandom some fandom menace dipshit is going like. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good fandom F- menace. Imagine a fandom menace person listening <laughs> through an robot. entire episode of us. One of these days, they're going to give me inspiration for a shit, shit posting account. Aha, it's finally here. Yep, we did um, it. Glistening Bodhi to Liam, because this is literally the excuse Republicans are giving right now for why we should keep the filibuster. They're like, oh, this is an institution of America. And it's like, this is new and we can get rid of it if we right. want to. Oh, boy. Oh boy. I'm going to give mine to Jay. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. I already gave mine to Danny, so mine can't go to Jay, but oh, no. Danny's got mine. Listen, listen. There are so many good ones. There's so many good ones, honestly. This is a really good one. I would also like to give a glistening Attack of the Clones Anakin to Bentham's icon for Shiva. <laughs> And I'm going to cut the Padawan braid off of that glistening attack of the clones, Anakin, to give to Dinner Leader, who still is absent yes. from our yeah. listener responses, yeah. Yeah. even though yeah. I can see on Twitter right now that he is reading this book. Yep. He is, but he's still not. He's still not caught up. He just started it today. Well, that's not true. He read one page on Friday. Don't, you don't Hashtag have to dinner make watch continues. You don't have to make <laughs> excuses for him. Dinner watch is me standing at the at the edge of the kitchen watching as my friends are making food for dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not your job to make excuses for him, Meg. Mike listening, Bodhi is going to go to Yubzi because that is dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like all of those sure. articles about like millennial millennials are like canceling diamonds or like yeah. stuff like that, where you're like mica powder. What? Yeah, like what? What is a diamond? Right, like what? I can't afford an avocado. How am I supposed to cancel a diamond? <laughs> what is, what is <laughs> yeah, that's why we're not having children. And like New York Times, what is a diamond if not child endangerment persevering? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good <laughs> i think we all deserve listening bodies today we all yes. i yeah. um this week's question i'm kind of obsessed with is what song would ash sing for us on the next episode in the voice of, what's what song should ash sing for us on the next episode in the okay. voice of Sigh disclaimer Smoodle. does not mean going to do it okay but oh, 100% I, means that 
Okay, I, I will say we best. are making the track list for the album on the next. Episode. I will say and Seth, I you will, should be fully I, in support of this because we made you do this like many years ago on an episode. I I will yeah. say whichever the best. I just one don't want to put more on Ash's plate. Okay. I will okay. do the. I will do whatever. The Here best. we go. Okay, that's on the, the record, winner. Doesn't Ash. just get a glistening body; they get a song from Ash. Oh. Wow, wow! Stakes so are come high. Come up with something good week. and not awful. Thank you. Shit! Now I have to think real hard. <laughs> Good and not awful. You're asking a lot of our listeners. You're asking a lot. Just don't make me sing. And basically, basically, what I'm saying is, don't make me sing "WAP" in a Snipe Doodle's voice. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Oh damn it! That was gonna be mine. That's where I draw the line. Oh my god! <laughs> Glisters, you can't see, but me had to work up to that. Oh my god! <laughs> like, the song I- is actually "Wow," and she's singing about zero sweat ass underbelly. <laughs> The, I'll do it in that Take episode. us, take us home, Seth. Take us home. <laughs> yep. All right. We are done here. We Hit are us up done. on Twitter <laughs> with the answer to that glistening question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On yeah, our Twitter is this entirely through me. <laughs> now I have to do it, off my God gosh. damn you! I do. <laughs> <laughs> Our Twitter is at RoguePodron. Our email is RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. If you want to know more about the evolutionary <laughs> the evolutionary track of Sisoodle species, you can find more on our Patreon at Patreon.com slash RoguePodron. Subscribe by the RoguePodron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google. Leave a review and rate us on iTunes because sharing is caring. And we share our episodes with you every week. So please share your reviews with us with five stars, please. Thank you. Okay. So <laughs> next time on Rogue Padron, Alphabet Squadron, Victory's Price, we'll be reading chapters just seven and eight. Yeah, they're long chapters and then ah. they go into part two. Just seven and eight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they are remember. long chapters. <laughs> so we'll finish up part one next time. And until then, this is Rogue Padron. Signing off. Pash out. Pew 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 Ash, can I do the Missy Elliott part? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I want you to do the Nicki Minaj voice from Kanye West's Monster as Size Noodles. Oh my God. I can't even imagine that. Neither can I. (laughs) That is so specific.